0: tuning in to keeping it funky with Queen Bree and Kurt. Kurt, what's up? How you been? <laughs> I've been all right. How you doing? I mean doing? I've been doing good, but you know I've been doing good, but you know what? We need to talk about parenting while black. Because yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to parent my children Without Kirk Franklin, them all the time. Oh, yes. Kirk Franklin is a thing now that I say. (laughs) Don't make me Kirk Franklin (laughs)
1: here.
0: No, but seriously, like being a parent and while Black is very stressful because when your children are making decisions, how do you handle it? And then being with the kids. For the past year, every day all day, it's you run out of ideas okay. on how to handle situations
1: well it's I think it's by age groups, so I guess that depends on what age group
0: we're talking about We talking about you know what it's not even is it age group or is it
1: I, okay I think so. It, Depending on what the age issues group, are. Because I'm
0: like, I want to say it's it age group or gender, but then again, I've had different types of issues for each kid. So, for those of you who don't know, I have four, two girls, two boys, um, ages, what, five, nine, 11, and 17. Yeah, I overdid that. Man. Go ahead, Curtis.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Another <laughs> show. <right>. Um, <laughs> But while I'm talking, I got two girls, and they both 13, and no, they're not twins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> y'all do the math,
0: y'all figure okay. it out.
1: Another we episode, all
0: though. gotta pass. Curtis. We <laughs> all gotta pass. But no, seriously, okay. But let's talk parenting while black, because okay, so let's talk about. I have four kids. Um, my daughter is six years older than um, her, so the the oldest is six years older than the second oldest. And so we have her in school pretty much for six years with no issues. This boy grows up to go to school, and there has been nothing but issues almost weekly, almost every day since he started school. And I like to have this conversation about parenting while Black because it's a thing. Because you have to pick and choose how you handle situations with your children and then when we talk about disciplining versus whooping versus what's a beating versus what is the appropriate way to punish your children because this system in this world will tell you whooping is abuse but when you rely on the system to help you with your children they end up abusing them more than you're whooping whatever have abused your children does that make sense? But yeah. then it's still this thing in the back of your mind when you whoop your kids, like, are you abusing them are you disciplining them? And don't get it twisted. Other cultures whoop their children as well. This is not just a Black thing, but it's more highlighted right. that Black people do it. Of course, we already know why, but it's very stressful raising kids.
1: It it definitely is. Uh, the whooping thing, hey, It's 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 our culture. We know the difference between whooping and beating. I don't care what the system says. I'm not even touching that. Like we know how to discipline our kids. I don't care what the system says. That's part of the problem. The system has stopped it and that's why these kids are going crazy because can't nobody's actually whooping their kids anymore because they're afraid what the system is. No, if you gotta jack them up every now and then, you gotta jack them right. up. And every I feel now
0: like on. I fell into the system's hand, and now I'm paying the repercussions.
1: We do, because we we're a product of our environment. So you know, our environment is the system says you don't whoop kids. For me, I don't care what the system says. i I go against the system. Right. Uh, I think it's I think it's real tricky because here's the thing, our parents pretty much didn't know what they was doing, neither. No disrespect to our yeah. parents, right? They was learning just from what was done yeah. to them, right? So, I think what what we have to do as parents to parent our kids is really look at where our parents went wrong, or not went wrong, where they could improve, on. This is going to sound bad, because I love my mom and that, just for the record, but <laughs> um, it, we're where we knew when we was growing up, if we could have done this with our parents, right? Could we have have been a little bit better? You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if I could have had some more real conversation with my parents, I may not have made some of the same mistakes. So my thing is kind of keep it real with my kids to a point, not to where they know everything, right? But keep it real with them so they know the the real out there. Now of course they're gonna they're gonna go out there and do their own thing like we did. But at least we tried to give them the real. Some other kids may be a little different. (laughs) You may actually have to you know jack them up a little bit. I ain't got boys. So this is just me speaking from you know from the girls aspect. Like and it's like but the boys boys
0: are different. You know it's like like, man I'm trying not to be that parent (laughs) because you know people like oh I never had any issues with my children. If you're their parent, fuck you, because some of us out here <laughs> are really trying to figure it out. But you know what? To say what you said, and okay, yeah, I know I said I'm working on my customers, but no, for real, I hate parents. if like, I never had any issues with my children. Everything went perfectly fine. And if you do this, look, I've tried that. And it really.
1: Real quick, real quick. Ask them right now after this pandemic if they feel right. the same way. Right. I work in the school
0: district. Right.
1: And we get those calls all the time. I'm just gonna piggyback on that. We get those same calls. My kid is this and that. I wanna see all them parents starting the 19th. <laughs> Cause I got a survey. Right. Cause I need to see, do you still feel the same way? Are we tripping Listen. Now? Are we as the school district, no, but go ahead. No, I was gonna to say, listen,
0: <laughs> as a parent, you know your child. And so when I was getting phone calls from from the school, I knew it. So I didn't look, I was like, Lord, I didn't need this to prove to me that my son's like this. I just need your help fixing it because I knew he was like this. Right. Jesus. Jesus. But you know what? I want to (laughs) piggyback off what you said about parents. I feel like when people need to realize, because people are so critical and hard on parents and you won't know really until you're in a situation, but. Right. We're all human beings being in a situation for the first time in our lives, trying to navigate it. So that's one thing. And then on top of that, you like you said, everybody did what was done and how um, it was done to them and then tried to fix it a little bit. So which each generation, I feel like is getting better. Because if we talk to our parents, they'll be like, well, I tried to do this and my parents didn't do that. And so I feel like, you know, one, we need to just talk about that, that we're all one human being trying. I think people are so hard on parents, saying You have to parent a certain way. You have to, if you do this, you're abusing your child. But to be honest with you, I'd be studying. And I've noticed parents who have not whooped their children. Their children still have behavioral issues. Their children still may have depression issues. Their children still have issues where they felt like their parents didn't do something right. And then there's kids who have right. gotten whoopings where they feel like their parents has abused them and they feel like this and it's like, so at the end of the day, as a parent, I want people to know that you're doing if you're doing your best and you're trying to improve, then there's not much more to ask for. Now if you're abusing your kids, right. there is a difference between whippings and abuse, and I need you to look that up because there is a difference. Come on. <laughs> There's videos. videos to show you there's the videos. difference. You too. Right. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, but there's still this anxiety. So let's talk about this anxiety. Like, like I remember one time I went to the school. I walked into the school as a Black mother to seven white faces staring back at me. Seven white women faces staring back at me to tell me about my Black son. I'm thinking we're just about to have a quick meeting to figure out how to, like, because he's not, like, one of those out of control kids out here acting a fool because he knows better but he does do little sneaky kid what i call it boy stuff where especially he's the type of person he if he he doesn't care if you're an adult if you're wrong he's gonna tell you Mm -hmm. and so he's that type of kid so i went in there and they were telling me you know he's complaining about being hungry he's complaining about being tired uh he's failing in math and science. And I'm like, how is he failing in two of his favorite subjects? Like, we have a problem there, because that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, he has a curfew, and I'm at the grocery store. You know what? I am at the grocery store a lot for me to not have the best income. But I am at the store often to make sure they get fed. So those are not the issues. But just for the fact, and then I talked to my son about it, and he's like, oh, I just told him that because I didn't want to do the work. And so I had to talk to this kid about systemic racism. <laughs> right. I love this
1: work.
0: Right. Go ahead. <laughs> because you can't tell white people that your parents aren't feeding you and that you're tired. Right. Because that sets off alarms to them. And I'm making sense right. where we're going with this because parenting my black is stressful. <laughs>
1: It is, and it's even, it's even harder now. And I work, I work in the school system. So one of the things that's very hard is, like you said, you had about seven white women trying to tell you about your son, but probably just don't have no relationship with your son to know when he just you know BS in the system. Are he really hungry? <laughs> right. It was just like, oh, and I'm I'm going to say it. Oh, another black one. Mom ain't taking right. care of him. Single mom. Dad ain't in their life. Because that's the thing, too. When they see a mom and a, and a son or even a daughter, they automatically assume there's no dad. Automatically, they assume ain't no dad around. And then be surprised when you get on the Zoom and you're there. It's like a culture shock. Right.
0: Both like, no parents...
1: It really does happen, <laughs> like they actually have two parent homes. Oh my gosh, they must be giving back to the community. I promise you, they think that. They ain't gonna say it, but they probably <laughs> think that. <laughs> is it really his son? You, you know are, what I'm yeah. saying? It's, did they adopt this young man? Like they'll think all that stuff. But yeah, systemic racism is really, and you gotta, and it's and it's hard, especially now because these these white people. Really live in what they hear, so we have to we have to raise our kids even that much better and and keep praying and I know they're gonna hear that a lot we got to keep praying because it's going to take by the grace of God to get us through half of this because we want to just go off, but we have to understand sometimes it may not be necessary sometimes there's teachable moments, and this is just me speaking from you know, because I'm almost like a mentor too in the school. So I almost have, and it's funny because I can relate to some of these kids better than I can relate to my own kids. So I'd be trying to switch it a little <laughs> bit, right? Because uh, so that's why I'd be calling you for advice. Like, hey, what you do with a 13 year old kid? You, you want another one?
0: <laughs> right. Not another girl, no thanks. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but we have we have to really lean on each other and see what works. Because we we just have to do it.
0: I don't know if no you no, you're making I feel it, like I'm battling, no you make a but... total sense. And then this is why I say it's hard because like I know that we need help with our son, and he's and the way I say it, he sounds like I know he probably sounds just really crazy, but he's not. But he, you know, he's right? Really it's like but he he has <laughs> really issues bad. that I can see. I could I'll say why I see in a second, but I as a parent to know that I need help like redirecting his the way he his decision making and his anger, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you where that stems from in a second. But wanting to reach out to the school, but scared to because you don't want them to judge you as a parent and as a black person that you don't know how to raise your kid. But you're really reaching out because you don't want to do traditional raisings. Does that make sense? So right. yeah, so yeah. no what you were saying is yeah, I is true. And and what I want to say about him is like, okay, in kindergarten it started off as, I don't want to be at school, but we didn't really understand why not. But then it started to be I'm being bullied. I'm constantly being bullied. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah. you know, we're going up to school I'm running up trying to catch kids and ask, coming up on the playground, coming up you know, just, and then to the point where I can't keep leaving work. <laughs> and the school saying right. that there's not enough people on the playground to watch and stop everything from happening to now as he got older and we're like you just got to fight back so went from fighting back to I'm going to get you before you get me and so now it's like undoing all of that and understanding how to like that man said it perfectly during that trial with that that murderer um, stay in his body but you got to teach yep. your kids to stay in your body as African people. Other people aren't staying in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So and, I guess what happened is
1: this may get off the subject and go down a whole nother road, but that bullying in school is real. And I don't think that they take it seriously when it comes to our they black
0: kids. don't
1: because I feel like they look at our black kids as already aggressive, because let me tell you, one of my daughters got, was getting bullied mm-hmm. in school, right? And I never realized how much it affected her until she left the district. And I was like, you know, her, her go-to was she was always sick. So she was always in the nurse's office. Brian, let me tell you, that nurse called me so much I almost felt like I had to buy her something. Because yeah, you know what I'm saying. We was that we was that good because she was like, "Hey, I know you're probably busy breaking up fights." Like she already knew what my job was. Everything. Like we had conversation. Oh, okay, well, she's back in the nurse's office, and I'm like, "This girl can't really be, you know, sick like this." Every but I didn't want to be income, you know, inconsiderate. It is a female, so I can't necessarily like girl I ain't nothing wrong with your stomach but realistically I think that was her way of getting out of the class where she was getting bullied but the teachers are not doing anything oh well we got protective laws and we can't tell you what we did clearly no. you ain't done nothing but then I'll be the angry black dad that comes up there and be looking Listen, for a i have to
0: pull to my daughter out of school and- because I was ready to be on the 6 o'clock news and go up to that school like where's she at you fight her, and I'll stand around and make sure nobody jump in. <laughs> but I had to remember where right. I was coming from, and who I am, and where I'm going, and be like you can't be on the six o'clock news doing this type of stuff. So let's just pull her out of this school, and and go from there. And I and mm-hmm. and she has done significantly better than when she was in the school. So no, they do not take it as seriously as they should.
1: Mm. and it's based off of what school you go to and where yes. you live yes <laughs> depending on what area your kids going to school in and what the demographic is
0: I, oh, and I trust see, me and, yeah, and just I'm... even speak on that I went up to the school I talked to the administration I um, offered to meet with her parents if you think this is a good idea for us to meet because we need to fix this and it was always like well we'll talk to the parent we'll we'll, we'll talk to her yep. and we'll get something she's been like what did you say um, with the laws she's not allowed to come within a certain amount of feet of her that stuff don't work that girl was still yeah. doing stuff no. and acting a fool exactly so doing and, and right doing and they, they, want. they weren't moving as, they weren't moving forward with the, the repercussions that they said that they had in place Right. so yeah bullying and the thing is crazy (laughs) and people don't realize that even with bullying when it goes unnoticed let's talk about one of the schools he went to that same school I went that I talked about where um, I walked into Seven White Faces I watched the prison Mm -hmm. to pipeline happen before my eyes because at that school they had a Of fighting they have this rule where it didn't matter who started to fight you get suspended if you fight back so if you start to fight you get suspended if you fight back you get suspended who are the most people on the playground getting in trouble for fighting African American kids and why are they fighting nobody understands why they're fighting well they're fighting because it's it's like a little game it's either you get in where you fit in or you get beat up and an easy game of yeah. tag can turn into a fighting session.
1: It, it's the coldest. It's the coldest. Let me touch on two things before I forget. When you said you want to reach out to somebody in the school, but you don't want them to look at you crazy, all right. Just find that find that Mr. Riggins of the school. If, not just some random. Find one that you feel like you kind of got a good connection with and break it down to that one person. You get you know what I'm saying? If there is that person. If not, I probably <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. They probably would think you're crazy. You know? But if you can find that one that maybe you guys can bond with or really feel like you can trust or be your ally and not your enemy, that's probably the one you should reach out to. Second, that rule about fighting is, I work in the school district. I'm going to say that a lot. It's the dumbest rule ever. And I asked. I'm in the office with the dean of students, with the vice principal, even with the principal. So what you're telling me is, is Breon came and hit this girl and the girl is not supposed right. to do get
0: like, the brakes, be off for her?
1: Is, is that what you're, and they look you dead in the face and be like, yes. And the one vice principal said, but before that fight happened, she probably had an opportunity to walk
0: away. But what if they didn't? And that's another thing. I said,
1: if Brown just runs up to this girl and just knocks her out, when did Amy have... Yeah, I used Amy. Yeah. When did Amy have an opportunity to walk away? Or vice versa. Amy just goes up and hit Brown. When does Brown have an opportunity to walk to... away? What? Amy is... Whooping up on her. But I guarantee you, even if Amy is whooping up on you, which it ain't going to happen, but if it does, how are they going to determine you? Oh, we're going to watch all the footage because what it's going to look like is a fight. You may not have swung, but I bet you still get right, it. Or,
0: or what if Amy has complained and told you numerous times that she was being bullied and picked on? What did you do for her with that? Yeah.
1: Nothing we tried to intervene but you know and even though that's been you know on the record yeah still gets
0: like, home. like i remember i went on a field trip and <laughs> christian dead ass got pushed oh, into like we were over at the UW, and it was like this little bank luckily there was no water but he got pushed into the bank and everybody saw who happened who saw it the teacher didn't do anything and something told me, you know, bring Christian home from school because you don't want... you just, just said bring Christian from school, but I was too tired of dealing with all these kids. I needed a break before school was out. Sure enough, this boy ran up on Christian right. because he swore Christian put a slug on his desk. And they fought and they both got sent home. And I was just like, how in one minute he gets pushed off of something? And no one does anything. And then someone assumes he puts something on his desk, which he was with me the whole entire time of the field trip. So I'm like, when did he have time to pick up a slug? Um, even if you put the slug on your desk, what about him using his voice? And now Christian's suspended because Christian's supposed to stand there and let this boy beat on him? Like, I'm just confused.
1: Yeah. The, the system is... That when you really look into the school system, it's the coded system, and it's a it's a yeah. setup. It, it's the setup, and the the one thing that I tell all the kids in my in my school is this: don't let these white people control you with the power of this people. Don't react. You always and I teach. So what I have to do is I have to teach them don't react because the moment you react you may actually have a solid point that teacher probably racially profiled you everything but the moment you react to it now the teacher is going to be able to say oh she was yelling and I feel so threatened don't give them a reason you go call somebody you go tell your, your call your parent that hey this is what happened I'm about to go talk to the right and you do it because if you react guess what's going to happen all they're going to focus on is what you did.
0: Right. That's
1: all they're going to focus on. Well, you shouldn't have cussed her out. Don't give them, and it's hard. And I and I know it, and these kids know it's hard. But I say, you'll get so much more results. And they got a boss, too. That teacher has a boss. And that teacher's boss has a boss. One thing that we don't do as black parents is what I learned. Here's the secret. And I, I hope this right here gets to a million people. Go to the district. Yeah. Complain to the district. Forget the principal. You try that once or twice. If it don't, the district needs to be your best friend. Yeah, I have to do that one time. Cause if the dish if you're in the district if you're in the district's pocket or if the district is keep hearing you, things happen differently. Because they don't want to hear you. District don't want to be on a <laughs> five o'clock news, breaking news, CNN, nothing. Go to the district time after time. Force them to do so. Because principals are usually, I think principals are scared of teachers anyways.
0: Teachers. teacher's
1: Go to the district. Yeah. Go to the union. I mean, go to the the district office. Find that human resource person. Find that assistant superintendent. And blow that phone up. That would be my recommendation. I
0: remember I had to do that. This parent, um, call herself confronting my son because my son said her child's breath stink. When I tell you I was so heated after this conversation that I was up at the school getting ready to fight another parent because she wanted to confront my child because he said her child's breath stink, like girl he said her breath stink. Why, what, what is your child so sensitive about? Does her breath stink? But anyways the t- principal tried to dismiss me when I was uncomfortable with the parent confronting my child. It's one thing as us parents coming together to to discuss behaviors or what may be bullying and what may not be bullying and come talk to me. I'm a parent that's got to fix this situation, but that didn't happen. Some steps was missed. The t- the principal tried to convince me that I should I probably understand how this parent may be feeling, and like he shouldn't have said that. But turns out the girl was in his face talking about how dumb boys are. So basically, it was stupid kid fight. He felt like he was defending himself. He didn't say her breath stink, but she did say the boys are stupid and they wouldn't graduate. And so had we did the proper steps, we would have got down to the bottom of it. But because now you feel like you can confront my kid off of what your kids say, and then the principal tried to dismiss me, like literally tried to walk past me when I went up to school to talk to her about it. I have to go to the district and make a formal complaint. So I in opposed to Make us some complaints
1: no and I think I think one one thing is as much as we need to discipline our kids we need to have our kids back too and I think we do, but I think we're accustomed we got to do it the white way white way because that's all they do we have to know hype. Hype. we have to play we play checkers let's be real a lot of us play checkers we have to play chess with it. With these uh, organizations like the school district, and, because what they care about is publicity. They don't want no negative publicity, and you got to know how to go in there and use the right words to make them do something. I've seen, I've seen parents get people fired <laughs> they know what your words to use. And I'm not for getting people fired, but if you're wrong, you're wrong. You gotta do. You
0: know. right and some teachers should not be teaching
1: i feel but like this
0: brings me back to
1: <laughs> they should
0: rotate feel like what? i feel like Definitely. you're
1: not changing with the first of all this generation changes way too much i think you have to change with the generations like you can't been doing it the same way you did it 30 years ago you can't do it now it's different do you, Way different. do you know we had teachers in our building that did, when this pandemic happened and they had to get on uh, Zoom and all that, they was actually in this area and there was a teacher teaching other teachers how just to use a computer.
0: What?
1: How to do simple stuff on a computer.
0: Okay. I mean, ain't everything electronic now? I'm yeah, just cl- confused. Close
1: your mouth. I said you heard me. You heard me. I didn't I didn't stutter. Yeah. Basic computer knowledge. How do you not know how to do that? That's a problem in itself. Because
0: definitely.
1: How is it that you're a teacher in 2020 and you don't know basic knowledge of computers? How are you communicating with your your kids? You're not sharpening your skills. And I'm not the best not technology sure. guide either. Don't I don't want to act like I'm just, but I'm pretty knowledgeable of some basic things. I may not be the best at Microsoft Word, but I know how to open a document and type it.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know how to hop on Zoom and, and share a screen.
1: Right. Exactly. So when I saw that, I was like, these kids are doomed. Whoever got the. Whoever got these teachers right here, you're
0: screwed. You're You're screwed. But see, this is why I say it's so hard being a parent. You see how we went through multiple scenarios of how it's hard to be a parent as Black parents. And so I just want to leave you guys with this that you guys, we're doing a good job. If we're trying to do better, and not saying that the other generations did not do the best. But I feel like where the other generations didn't do good for me was they reacted and didn't listen. So make sure so you're, rea- you're listening to need, your children. that
1: C-star right there. We need somebody tune up the band on that one. She's going into preaching free. <laughs> <What the,
0: laughs> right. <laughs> we, have pastor, we have a pastor, Breon.
1: We have a pastor.
0: I'm trying to tone it down. You know, I've been hanging out with her for a while, so now it's like it just be coming out of me. <laughs> um, so they reacted they didn't listen so now it's just making sure you're listening to your children because like her said we got to have their backs we do have to have our back their backs because sometimes these people be out here lying on your kids Mm -hmm. are stretching the truth so have your kids back in public and then come home and then handle the situation and talk to them see what's going on do not like I, i don't like if i don't know the whole story you'd think i'm going up in that school going cussing my son out hex no I'm going to have his back. And when we come home, like even after that situation with the parent cussing him out and somebody else, something happened with another kid. I was like, look, I'm not about to be fighting all these parents. So you better check yourself. Right. But do you think I did that in front of other people? No, I made sure to do that behind closed doors because we have to listen to our children and have their backs. Because had I not listened and I reacted first, he would have got in trouble for some stupid kid argument. Kids get into arguments. We can't attend to every argument they have boys are stupid they're not going to graduate oh yeah your breath stink that is not warrant for anybody to do anything about that's just watch how you talk to that's the for the teacher like why don't talk to each other like that so listen to your kids before you react yeah um we know our kids i I don't know how people don't know their kids like i know my kids i may not know a hundred percent about what they do because they are humans, but I know my kid. I know when my kid is lying. Mm-hmm. I know when my kid is sad. I know when my kid is troubled. Mm-hmm. I know. So know your kids. Know your kids. I, I have to say, this as a black parent, we got to stop being scared to reach out when we need help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we need help, reach out because I feel like that's one of the reasons why kids get lost on the wayside or parents react in a horrible way because they didn't reach out for help and i understand it's scary to reach out for help as being a black parent but we got to get out of that and like curtis said find a mr curtis find a support in your school or in your life that you can reach out because it truly like he said curtis said does take the village to raise your child mm-hmm. just because you have to reach out to somebody doesn't mean you're a bad parent because like curtis said he can reach some kids better than he could reach his own kids. And that's the same for me. Like Samara's friends that come to me for genuine advice. And Samara look at me like, girl, bye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it takes a village. And it's like this scripture always plays in my head because it's so true. Um, a prophet is not honored in his home. Home.
1: Yeah.
0: And for those, you are not spiritual means. You're not always going to be honored and your, your voice isn't always going to be heard in your own surroundings. Sometimes people will listen to someone, a stranger, before they listen to someone in their own home. It, it so making sure you are <laughs> right, making sure you have that support system. And then like her said, we got to stop giving it to the system because like my mom was being worth we talking, they don't want us whooping our children. But if we send our children off to boot camp, what are they doing? beating our children yep. if they go to jail what are they doing beating our children and from what catch me outside girl said they're molesting children raping children like so don't be as scared to discipline your child but but you have to know what is teachable moments and what is whoop that butt moment and what is a kirk franklin moment yeah and
1: and you you have a right to do all above right and kirk
0: franklin your (laughs) kirk franklin your children is not abuse y'all parents may lose their cool okay they lose their cool i don't understand how people be like oh that's child abuse how is that child abuse because you who cuss a grown-up out the if that's abuse, then it's abuse peer at the end and you're cussing people out so you're abusing people like y'all pick it pick it pick it pick a struggle yeah is it abuse or is it not abuse because if it's abuse then you shouldn't be doing it at all to anyone And parents are human and they have their right to lose their cool verbally every now and then. Just pick and choose your words wisely because some words are very damaging.
1: It is, yeah.
0: But if you lose your cool, an important one, do not be afraid to apologize to your children. Well... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Don't be afraid to apologize to your children. (laughs) If you're wrong, you're wrong. And I hate it. I hate it when I have to go back and apologize to my children. But I do it. It really kills me. And I really be internally conflicted. Like, my mama never apologized to me. Forget them kids. But then I'm like, no, because we're raising human beings. So if you want well-rounded human beings in this world, you be, need to be more conscious with your parenting and how you're speaking to your children. And know that you're not alone. And know that you have a community. Okay, Curtis, do you have anything to add? Hello?
1: Yeah.
0: Hello? You went, you went out. Oh, I was just texting you. I was just going to say, well, I lost you. I was, yeah, still, I was here. still here. I was going to
1: hang up. We'll just it's cool, pick up where you were saying, apologize oh. to your kids, oh
0: no, i oh no, I finished what I was saying. I don't oh, know okay. if you heard it, but I was just like after I was saying, I was like, all right, courtesy oh, I, I do to add to because
1: that? the biggest the biggest thing about apology it I think one thing we feel as parents, our parents feel, and I'm not speaking for all parents, but if you really look at self, we feel like apologizing to kids is probably weak. Like we're letting a guard down and the kids are running the house and they don't know nothing, we shouldn't apologize. We are not perfect. We are not perfect parents and we we react. But when you come back and really process and think, you probably know you could have dealt with it differently. And it's okay to say, hey, my bad you you was right on this one right and you still get teachable moments because we have to get through this together and i think that's that's the biggest thing uh parents and the kids we're not friends but we're teammates and we got to get through this <laughs> you know this
0: you know what i've been t- go ahead you know I can yeah this to- right,
1: this ahead. thing is 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 teamwork and people that played on basketball teams you guys don't have to be friends You guys just have to know how to coexist together for one equal goal. They want to be the best version of them they can be, and you want them to be the best version of them they can be. Let's figure out how we can make this one goal happen and and get you on your way. That don't mean we're friends. That means that we're teammates. (laughs) I
0: ain't one of your little friends. Exactly.
1: And we ain't because I'm going to tell you things that your little friends ain't. And I'm gonna right. hold you accountable when your friends ain't. So yeah, but we're a team and we're gonna make this work and we're gonna go win multiple championships <laughs> together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been I've been telling my my children, we are a community while we live in this house. And like you said, we ain't got to like each other, but we are a Come community. On. And we need to make sure that the community is comfortable and feeling okay, and we're not adding to any stressors in their life. Hmm as much as we can and another thing that i forgot to mention is that we started oh (laughs) another another thing we started is having like a once a week sit down and just everybody can vent and say how they feel like creating a safe space for them that they can they can say how they feel without being in trouble so if they're displeased with how they're being parent they can speak how they feel if they're displeased with how a sibling is treating them they can speak how they feel because we want them to have a voice and feel comfortable. And then also it helps them to understand as parents, that you're not meaning them any harm. You're just trying to raise them. So like my kids, of course, they want to say, we don't like it when you yell at us. Okay. You don't like it when I yell at you, but can you understand as a parent, when I asked you to do things multiple times and you didn't listen to me, what else am I supposed to do? You don't want me to whoop you, but you don't want to listen. So, what 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 am I supposed to do as a parent to that? So, just being able to have those safe spaces for them to be able to talk is it helps as well too. How, how do
1: so for the parents out there that may not be ready for the truth like that? How what advice do you have for parents not taking it personal? And because you know, like these are like you said, you have got a ri- wide range of age group of kids. Imagine your mm-hmm. your youngest one or even your middle one telling you something and you know good and well. Said, you know good and well. You ain't cleaned those dishes. Of course I'm going to yell at you. I'll tell you 20 times. So how do you remain calm, but you know you're technically right?
0: <laughs> right.
1: But here they <laughs> oh, come saying, well,
0: the first, you know. The first session didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. The first session didn't go over because there was a lot of manipulation, Mm -hmm. but I had to calm down and realize when I elevate it, that breaks the trust. And what I want is a place that we can create trust. So my tips will be, you know what, The, the hardcore truth is truth feels like an attack when you're not ready. So you have to sit and here's one of the rules too that I forgot to mention we do. There is a stick, a ruler, a pencil, whatever we have in hand where no one can talk if they don't have it. So that's one way to help. But two, my tip will be breathe. Process what they're saying. Even if you know it's not to be true, let them get it out. Mm -hmm. Let them get it out. Because just getting it out and you creating that safe space allows them like like I know my kids my kids if you if you interview my kids, my kids would think they're slaves because they're cleaning up every day, but guess what they're cleaning up every day
1: their mess their mess
0: <laughs> they're cleaning up their mess every day, so of course, I know when they when they come into this meeting and they're telling me, we have to clean up every day, I'm calm myself down, and like I said, like when they were like, you're always yelling. Well, I try not to yell, but when I use my words and you're still not doing what I'm saying, how else do you want me to handle this because at some inst- at this instant, you don't want me to yell, and yes, we don't we teach our kids not to elevate their voices, so you don't want me to yell, How would you like for me to handle this situation? One thing people don't understand is that kids are tiny human beings, <clears throat> right. Right. They're tiny human beings. So they are already who they're going to be. They already their personality is already there. So now it's just we're supposed to guide them through life, not control their every move. We're here to guide. And that is the hardest part of being a parent is knowing when you're guiding and when you're trying to control. Because I feel like that's when we really get irritated with our kids. Is because we're trying to control them and not guide them. Hmm. At least that's what I felt like when I was getting irritated. I'm like, is it like you're trying to control and this, her destiny or his destiny is their destiny. It's already been set forth. You're just supposed to teach them the ropes, teach them the way. And then like you even said, they're going to do what they want, but you've already taught them what they needed to know, what you know in this life and what has kept you through this life. So, If you're not ready for the truth, it it doesn't matter if you're ready for the truth. If you want your children to be well-rounded, then you have to let them feel safe with you. And you have to let them be able to voice it and then be calm and figure out a way to work around it. Because that first session, no one gave me that tip. So that first session, it almost went left. <laughs> but we ended up. <laughs>
1: everybody was sleeping we ended in the up hotels, <laughs> huh?
0: Listen, everybody was about to. You know, the two oldest was about to get the boot. <laughs> the two youngest ones are still in love. They're right, still in love. They're still in that. I love you. I never want to leave you. You're the best parent. I just don't like it when you yell at me. I don't like it when I'm in trouble. But why are you in trouble? And so, uh, but it ended up doing better. So even just from hearing that from them, we were able to make changes in our lives where our kids, you know, they've been in the house all year, not really being able to go anywhere. That takes a toll on their mental. Mm-hmm. So we we made changes of like, okay, everybody's going to be doing their homework in here, come out your room, getting them outside the house. So it was like a lot of revelation. So it's like you have to take yourself out of it and put your kids first. And just hear mm-hmm. what they got to say. And two, it, like we teach our kids, if it's not true, what are you getting so upset about? And kids know. They're listening. They know when they're irritating you. They know when they're getting under your skin. Mm-hmm. Don't allow it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My son, I I tell it's him really all the true. time, I will be like, why y'all letting him upset you? He knows this irritates you. So he's going to do it to get a rise out of you. If he's bored, he's going to go around messing with people to get a rise out of them.
1: That's his entertainment.
0: That's his entertainment. It, it is. I've noticed that. It's who he is. I do not like it. I do not condone it. But that is who he is. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, I think on that note, once again, you always know how to close us out. We're going to have the awesome plate. The cash apps on the link, you know.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Donate
1: to the I'll be
0: opening my church really soon. <laughs> Breon's Church of Life.
1: Breon's Church of Life. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in with Keeping It Funky with Queen Bree and Kurt. Hope to see you next week. Peace. Holla.